add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare Looking after you always Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry Hello and welcome to Real Health with me Carl Henry in association with Leia Healthcare Folks, in this week's show I'm talking about weight loss and inspirational weight loss I'm joined by Leah Punch who's here to tell us all about her incredible weight loss journey after getting a gastric bypass being her heaviest at nearly 22 stone, Leah has managed to lose a whopping 160 pounds. She's now qualified as a personal trainer to help others and says despite the worldwide pandemic, she's the happiest she's ever been. Leah, a very big welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Looking forward to chatting and learning all about this incredible journey. I know journey is a word that people bandy about all the time, but from you know your own story is absolutely amazing. I suppose let's start at the very beginning in terms of weight and how you got to be nearly 22 stone. Is this always something that you struggled with? So basically, I've been overweight uh, probably from nearly six years old. Um, I would have started kind of gaining weight. Um, I've two brothers. I'm a middle child. We would have got fed all the same kind of foods, but the overeating started at a very young age. Um, you know, we would have had very normal dinners and stuff. You know, we wouldn't have had a lot of treats at home. Um, just basic food. I just overate in general. I suppose I went down then to secondary school. I got a bit more, you know, aware of I was always heavier and, you know, I was just more conscious about it, I suppose. So my mom brought me to my GP and we were kind of discussing, you know, what can we do? Um, and I was kind of put forward to dietitians. Um, done the dietitians didn't lose weight. Uh, I then went on and done like milkshake diets, kind of hitting maybe f- age 15. Wow. Um, and I just kind of didn't lose anything on that then either. I actually ended up leaving school at 15. I went to like FOSS and done like a fitness course. Um, and to be fair, I actually lost weight during that because we were active every day. Um, still kind of eating rubbish but I was obviously more active so I was you know I lost a bit um then I suppose I hit 17 I started driving so that's overeating started kicking in worse I suppose because you know I was collecting my friends or going to McDonald's drive through you know and I'd already be after eating my dinner before I'd even head out um so the weight just started creeping on and creeping on and I think when I was around 18, I weighed like around 18 stone. Um, so from age about 15, I was 12 stone. So about three years, I went from 12 like to 18 stone, uh, which is a lot really. Um, and I ended up getting pregnant on my son when I was 21. Um, and I didn't find I was pregnant until I was 26 weeks pregnant. Wow. All my tests were negative. Um, I actually have IBS, so I would have suffered with cramps anyway. So that was just my norm. I was going to my GP. I actually had scans in my ovaries when I was like five weeks pregnant because I thought I had like cysts, but everything was perfect. But I was actually pregnant. He was just hiding. 
Um, but so it was coming to October 2013. I just wasn't feeling right. And I went to my GP and she said, luckily I might be suffering maybe hernia or something because at that stage, stomach was starting to swell, you know, at night time and things. And I just felt wrong. Um, so the day I went to my GP, my test actually came up positive, was still very faint, the line. So I had um, like obviously major checks the following week in the hospital and I was 27 weeks and it was a baby boy. Everything was perfect. I was obviously concerned because I wasn't, you know, getting any checkups and I was living my life as normal young girl. Um, so I was diagnosed with gestation diabetes then, which was kind of like, oh, I was scared, you know. Um, but I managed it, you know, I had my bloods, my sugar levels under control and everything was fine. So I got induced then because they don't leave you go over when you're, I was obviously overweight, pregnant and I gestation diabetes, just high risk anyway. And um, so I got induced the day before my due date, uh, which ended up in a two day labor and then ended up in an emergency C-section. So I don't know how I was supposed to feel after getting a C-section. I wasn't told. I, I thought just obviously I was sore. I didn't know how I was supposed to feel. Got left go after four days. I just didn't feel well. Um, so like nearly the following week after Shay was born, I actually ended up back in hospital um, and I was put into intensive care um, in an induced coma. So I had a full ventilator. I had an infection called pseudomonas in my in my C-section wound. And basically my lungs are failing. And if I didn't go back to hospital when I did, I very well wouldn't have been alive. Um, so it was a very traumatic time. Um, I spent like nearly a week in intensive care. And I spent like in total of four weeks in hospital. So I came home after four weeks and um, my baby's four weeks old at that stage. And it was literally just like everything went downhill. I now had a little baby that I was supposed to look after, had no bond. Um, it was just very overwhelming. So I suffered severe postnatal depression and post-traumatic stress. Um, like I was getting terrible flashbacks because I was actually awake nearly most of the time in intensive care. Because I think, you know, mommy mode was in and I wanted to be at home looking after my baby. And I wasn't, obviously. Um, so I actually, on my due date, sorry, I was nearly 18 stone. I came out of intensive care. I got down to, I was like 16 stone because I obviously wasn't eating when I was in hospital. Um, my C-section wound was open for nearly six months. So I was getting that like packed and, you know, constant visits to the hospital and health nurses and all that. And I actually gained six stone then in 10 months after Shay was born. So Christmas, uh, like Shay's first Christmas, he was like 11 months old. I was nearly 22 stone. Um, and at that stage, um, you know, I was really struggling because I now had a little active baby that was on the move. And I physically wasn't able, genuinely wasn't able, you know, getting out of bed was an effort. Um so I went down and I was like, right, start my stuff and start my life out, you know, back again. Like I would have struggled my whole life being in PTs and on diet. So back here I was again, but not only that, I was six stone heavier. Um, so I back into Slimming World, I think I joined Slimming World and tried to lose weight, couldn't grasp it, just wasn't in the mood really. Um, so I kind of stayed the same really for about two or three years. And when Shay was three, I went to my GP. I just said, look, 
I just can't live like this anymore. I'm literally battling with my weight since I'm six years old. Um, I understand, you know, like food is a major thing, you know, obviously I'm eating the wrong foods, but I, even when I do, when I, when I was eating healthy and working out, it'd stop. I'd only lose two or three stone and I would just come to a halt. Um, and like, you know, so I was like, I'm just fed up with doing this. I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew I needed something. Um, so my doctor referred me to the weight management clinic in Dublin in Lachlanstown. Uh, so I waited two years for an appointment for there. And I went up there March 2019. So at that stage, I was still at my 22 stone. Like I was up and down the same two, three stone all those years. And I just got very overwhelmed when I went up there because um, when you go to Lachlanstown, obviously it's morbidly obese, you know, um, they'd all the extra large chairs, wide frame doors. And there was a lot of people heavier than me as well, but they would have been older, you know. I think I was like 26 at the time. So I was young, I'm a young girl, you know, and I was thinking to myself, I don't need this, you know. God, I just, I just got, I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what to make of it because it was like a group meeting. I wasn't like one-to-one. It was in a room with like 20 other people that had the same issue. So I went home after the meeting and I said, no, look, I'll try once more. I'll, I'll give it a go again. And it was just July 2019. And I remember I was sitting there um, with my son, beautiful day outside. And I was literally sitting on the couch sweating. And I just thought to myself, this is not the life I'm living like. I should be down in the beach with my son or at the playground. And here I am hiding away from the world um, with no quality of life. So I couldn't afford gastric bypass in Ireland. It was 22,000 euro in the bonds in Cork. And in Lachlan Sound, they told me I could wait in 68 years for surgery. So at that stage, like I said, to think to myself, first of all, I probably wouldn't be alive in 68 years. And just second of all, I want to change now. And I think, you know, I've, I went through a lot. Like I went, I was in psychologists and everything after she was born. So I kind of dealt with a lot of things through the years. So it wasn't something that I jumped on, you know, it was something that I've been battling with and hundred percent actually put the work in, you know, to try change my life. So I just started researching surgery abroad, came across a clinic in Lithuania and the minute I minute I contacted them, I just knew that was the place I'd go. It was just very professional. There was a support group online. Literally just stalked everyone on the page. Probably ruined their lives. <laughs> but, you know, obviously the fear of the unknown. Where am I going? What am I doing? Um, so I literally just got a loan and went for it. <laughs> I booked in August 2019 for October. Um, I was actually supposed to go April 2021 or 2020. Um, and then thank God I didn't because we went into lockdown in March. So I was just like, what am I waiting for? You know, I've done everything. I'm just going to go. Um, so getting ready for the surgery then was just like very overwhelming then as well, because I reached out to my GPs. They weren't supportive of my decision. Um, obviously, you know, you're going to a foreign country, but I've done my work. And, I, you know, in the end of the day, I said, this is down to actually my life. Um, I need to change. I don't want to live like this anymore. Something has to change. So off I went anyway, October 2019, myself, and my mom. Um, and I was so scared. I cried my eyes out. You know, I was leaving my baby at home. 
what if I died? Like all mad things going through my head. And obviously the last time I was in hospital was when I was in intensive care. So that was bringing back lots of, you know, memories and just unwanted memories, really. So my mom was just telling me, Leah, like, you don't have to do it. You know, you you don't need, you don't have to, but it wasn't that, it wasn't that I didn't want to, I had to do it. Um, so I got my surgery. First few weeks, obviously, you're working on liquids, going on to like mushy foods, quite tough. Um, it's a lot to take in because especially I would have been an emotional eater. And, you know, I love food and like my, that was my problem. I used to overeat and that's how I got in to the place I was. And um, so the first few months would have been really tough, like just going through the food stages. Um, but like that. So the post-surgery, uh, did you have a plan to come home to? Or was it just back in the plane back home? How did that plan look? Um, so basically, when you're in the clinic, you meet with a dietitian. There's a dietitian package then as well that you can add into your surgery. Um, I didn't take the dietitian package because they have an app um, that you put in, like, you know, the day you had surgery. And that would give you a lot of helps and tips and what foods to add in, you know, how, however many weeks you are down the line. Um, but like that, the support group was there online. So you can always bounce off someone. And I think it's all down to what suits you as a person because everyone is so different and what I might eat, someone else might be able to eat. So it's all trial and error. Um, But basically, yeah, you go from like baby food, like the first week when I came home, it was just on like carrot and chicken soup, you know, and every week I'd add in an extra veg um, and then kind of mushy stage. I would have had like... um, blended up tuna and cottage cheese but a high protein diet is like key for like weight loss and you know to help your body recover as well and heal um so basically like you just have to go through the food stages uh, it is tough but you know I suppose when I was seeing the weight loss it just helped me get through it you know there was tough days I suffered then with my stomach an awful lot as well in the first few months but then again I suffered IBS and I actually think I was always lactose intolerant, but the surgery just kind of made my intolerances that bit worse. And um, so since like one year post-op, I'm off kind of dairy um, or else I have like lactose-free tablets to help me digest the dairy. And I just take my IBS tablets and, you know, with every meal and things. Um, yeah, it, it was like, it was intense, I suppose, from going to being able to eat all this food, barely eating anything. That was but my next it, That was my next question for you in terms of the quantity of foods that you're eating. So it's generally what, about an egg or two egg folds worth the food or is it more? Yeah, so I would weigh my food for the first like 12 months, but then I suppose I kind of nearly had it to eye. Um, so about 200 grams of food once I was eating, so which isn't a whole lot. Um, at the moment, I'm two years post-op since October and like I can eat a very well-balanced, you know, like diet plan. So like, you know, I can still have a bit of everything. I don't like my breakfast now would consist of like, you know, two Weedabex and a bit of milk. Um, then I might have like a morning snack, maybe a bit of cheese or something. And I would have say like a salad or something for lunch and like, you know, I can still go out and have like a fry if I wanted to, but I literally only could eat maybe one sausage, a rasher, and maybe one slice of toast. Whereas before I would have ate like a full Irish breakfast and more. So, but the, 
the key thing for me is like I'm just satisfied. Um, like it's like something's after rearranging like with my body. I now eat, I feel full. I ne- I've never felt full before. Um, it was like I could always eat and eat and eat. So it's it's just life changing. Oh, absolutely. And your weight loss has been astounding. And presumably with that weight loss comes, you know, excess skin in some regards. I think you've, you know, I know you've had surgery to, to remove that as well, haven't you? Yeah. So I hit, um, like I lost probably like nine and a half stone, like in the first 12 months, um, which is an awful lot. And I got back onto the clinic because they actually have a, a skin like aesthetics uh, clinic as well. So they recommend you wait like till you're like at a key, like a goal weight for six months because your body just changes. And even like, oh, so like I booked my surgery when I was one year post-op for August, 2021. So that was giving myself like nine months um, before my skin removal. And even at that, like my body, I only lost maybe like 10 pounds between the October and when I got my skin done. And my whole body changed, even itself. Um, I wasn't doing a whole lot of working out because we were in lockdown majority of the time. And um, I went back to college in April to study PT and nutrition. So I was kind of doing that in the mix of all of this. Um, so I went away to Lithuania again in August and I had an FDL uh, tummy top, which is cut from uh, just underneath my breasts. So down the middle of my stomach and then the whole way around. So it's like a lower body lift as well. And I had an extended arm lift. So it goes from my arm here just to my armpit. Um, so I'm actually 13 weeks post off from that. And like I'm flying it now, thank God. Like it's just, it's great. And tell me about the decision to inspire people with your Instagram page. Was that an easy decision, a hard decision? Has it been something you've enjoyed? I presume it has, but I'm always intrigued by people who do it to see how they find it. Yeah, I suppose like, you know, I had actually my page um, because I was Slim World and, you know, I found when I have something, not that I have to prove a point to people, but when you're, when you have to post something, you're nearly kept, you know, in control. <laughs> like I find you know, if I was to post my stuff, then it just keeps me in control. And I know, not that, like, just, just, I don't know what it is. I just helped me on my journey. But I didn't kind of post a whole lot at the start because I didn't know what I was doing, you know. Um, But my page has grown massively. Like, I had only, like, 3,000 followers, uh, like, last October. And I've hit, like, 30K now. But I feel like if I can do it, anyone can, you know. I've been there, I've I've done everything and I just feel like there's such kind of, you know, people have, every, like people will have opinions and everything and people might think it's the easy way out and nah, nah, nah. And I just find, I just said to myself, look, I'm a very open, honest person anyway and this is part of my journey and this is what I had to do for me and I'm just like, why not share it? So... And like, to be fair, I think I I haven't had much like people message me or, you know, saying like, oh, you're this, you're that. I think people can see, you know, the work I put in and I'm just being myself. And chatting about the future now in terms of you've had this amazing journey, this amazing weight loss. You've been through the process. You've come back to study PT and nutrition. What's the plan for the future? 
Um, so I actually used to work as an SNA um, in a preschool. And when the pandemic hit, then I'm actually a carer for my grandparents at the moment. Um, so I'm hoping my mom's going to try to take over even one or both of them in the new year. So for the new year, I'm just going to try to get back to work. I feel like I'm ready to go back to work. Um, I obviously have a lot to learn and that's going to be just amazing, you know, straight away. But I feel like I could help someone, you know, and understand because I've been to amazing PTs. And I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand, you know, just eat that. It's not that easy for some people and like the portion control thing. I don't know what my future is going to hold, but I'm, you know, I'm getting great opportunities just from sharing my journey and Look, I'm up for anything. I don't know where I'll be, but I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go and get a job in like a gym or something. And if we start and see what I get on and then God knows what will happen. Well, I've no doubt the world, and I sound, I, I sound really old saying this, and I don't mean to, just it sounds like an old thing to say that the world is your oyster. You're an inspirational person. You've been through a phenomenal journey. You've done amazing to get through with the success that you have. And I think you have a huge amount to teach people, uh, absolutely, in terms of just having been through that surgery and come out the first side of it and done so well over the course of the last couple of months. It's been amazing. So Yeah, and it's all it's it's all like your mindset as well. Like, you know, I like sometimes I feel like the mindset I'm in now, would I have actually been able to lose the weight if I was in such a this good headspace? And um, because in the end of the day I've learned like your your mind controls everything. And like I've the, I've been the, I'm the happiest I've ever been like. Um and I haven't even got to get out and enjoy my life yet, you know. Before I got the skin done, now all right, I done like outdoor um, upskill course, like in the wetsuits. Haven't been in the wetsuit probably since I was 10 years old. Like I want to do a skydive. I want to do all mad adventurous stuff. And I will too, like. Well, hopefully with a little bit of luck, the restrictions will end at some stage in the near Eventually. future. And we'll get back to normal life. And look, just to say thank you so much for joining us on today's show. I think our listeners will absolutely agree. It's been an inspirational episode full of tips and content. And if people want to follow you, where can they find you? Uh, so my Instagram is Leah Punch underscore bypassed by Leah. Fantastic, folks. You can check Leah out there. Leah, thank you so much for joining us today, folks. That's it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. As ever, we're back next week with more Real Health. You know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram and Real Health at independent.ie. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you very, very soon. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.